15 Harrison Avenue in Lakeview. Mambo's, 411 Bourbon Street. Three floors of incredible dining in what might be the most beautiful restaurant on Bourbon Street. Cajun Creole cuisine at its finest and magnificent cocktails. Come dine in our authentic French Quarter Courtyard or on our Bourbon Street balcony. Come experience Bourbon Street's only rooftop bar. Mambo is perfect for a night out with friends, a romantic getaway, your next event, or a delicious meal with family. Lunch and dinner seven days a week. Order online for delivery at mambonola.com. Make your next New Orleans memory at Mambo's. Hi, Eric Asher here with my good friend Mike Delahousie, the TikTok Cafe. What'd you say, Eric? Hey, Mike, you know what my prescription medication and the TikTok Cafe have in common? What's that? Friend? They cause drowsiness, dizziness, nausea, cramps, diarrhea, blurred vision, muscle aches, gas, heartburn, upset stomach, constipation, weight changes, decreased sex drive, impudence, dry right, mouth, ringing finished? in the ears, depression. Oh, yeah, and suicidal thoughts. It's the TikTok Cafe, Causeway I-10 in Metairie. This is Eric Asher. Have you noticed that it's more and more common these days that products are hard to find or even sold out? Well, I'm here to tell you that air conditioning equipment doesn't have to be one of those things. The folks at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating take your comfort seriously. That means they keep the product on hand so when your AC breaks, they got a replacement ready. So never wait. Never worry. When you need help, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Eric Asher. 
good afternoon and welcome to another edition of Inside New Orleans. I'm your host, Eric Asher, 106.1 FM Nash Icon on your radio dial, taking you home each and every weekday afternoon, uh, 4 to 6. So glad to be there. Hope you guys are having a great day. Again, remember, don't forget about our digital platforms. Take the show with you anywhere. Free download for your smartphone or tablet. Uh, iHeartRadio app, TuneIn Radio app. We're on the World Wide Web at Nash FM 106.1 and also ericasher.com. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor's our home base. But Tom, we're on your favorite podcasting platform. Just choose it. We're there. Inside New Orleans show with Eric Asher. Easy to find. Also on the iHeartRadio app and TuneIn Radio app um, platforms. iHeart is the uh, most listened to. Um, iHeart and also, again, Apple. Uh, both of those, again, the most listened to um, uh, podcasting platforms for our program. And, of course, you can check us out online uh, on our social media platforms at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. Um, don't forget, again, about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tough week, okay? I mean, there's a lot going on uh, between, again, the Pelicans game four, or three and four back here in New Orleans. Uh, also, again, the Zurich Classic uh, rolling again uh, uh, this week. Uh, so, but uh, Jordy Collada of um, the Jordy Collada Show has um, has uh, has uh, said that he's going to be part of our programming again. So, and again, this is what about six weeks now since we had Jordy, and got a lot of folks that were asking for Jordy to come back, and so Jordy's going to join us this week, uh, this Thursday, at 1 p.m. with our live broadcast on LAE rebroadcast. Also, again, don't forget also live streaming on the WLE TV YouTube page every Thursday at 1. Then the rebroadcast starts. 6 p.m. on LAE on Thursday night, 10 o'clock on the Deuce. Friday night, 9 o'clock, Pelican Sports Television, 10 o'clock LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce. Saturday afternoon at 5 p.m. on Pelican Sports Television. And always on our social media platforms as well. So you can check those out uh, there. Uh, today on the program, we're going to be joined by, uh, actually it's going to be all guests in the second hour. So it'll be Mike Scarborough up first from Tiger Bait. We'll talk to him about what's going on with the Tiger baseball team. Also, again, what he's seen so far at spring practice for, for the LSU Tiger football team. We'll get into that with Mike Scarborough at around 5.15 this afternoon. And then uh, Ross Jackson, Locked on Saints podcast and Saints Wire, will join us at 5.35. Uh, draft is, what, nine days away or so? And um, he'll be joining us, giving us his take on what's going on with the draft. Again, I mentioned this before, and we'll talk about it a little bit this hour as well. Uh, that the uh, I think the Saints are pretty much done right now in terms of free agency. I think they you know they may pick up one of their own here or there. Uh, Quan Alexander, if you're listening out there, uh, uh, Saints uh, uh, brass, be nice to have that guy back. Um, but uh, I fully expect they'll go into the draft now. Uh, they'll make their decision on what they're going to do with the picks, and then as they come out of the um, uh, the draft, that's when, again, they'll maybe uh, go out and get some of those veteran players that we've been talking a lot about over the last few weeks. And a lot of those guys are LSU players, but, again, they, they need another. They need a bona fide veteran wide receiver. They need a safety, in my opinion. I'll get into that a little bit later in the program uh, that is a veteran. And, look, they could use some help at some of the other positions as well uh, that could get, augment those positions. So we'll talk about that uh, on the program. But, Tonight's a big night for the New Orleans Pelicans. And, uh, again, uh, we'll talk. I want to get into that first as we uh, prepare for tonight's game. Uh, 9 o'clock tip-off in Phoenix. Uh, look, I, I can't tell you if the Pels are going to steal one tonight, okay? Uh, if, if, I, if I knew that, 
I'd be putting my own money on the line, right? And I'm not even a better. But I will say this. I, I do know they're going to be better prepared for game two. I don't think there's any doubt in my mind. Based on what we've seen this season, right, with Willie Green and the maturation of this particular team, uh, the, between, again, veteran leadership, which, again, uh, especially C.J. McCollum coming on with Larry Nance, t- Tony Snell late. Uh, you could talk about Garrett Temple early. Um, and, again, his leadership off, on, you know, on the bench, in the locker room, et cetera. Um, I do believe that, again, they're going to be uh, much more prepared, much better prepared for tonight. Look, the Pels, Pels got caught by a case of nerves, right, and, and, and playoff inexperience in game one. And it was pretty evident. Uh, I mean, the, the lid on top of the basket. I mean, we went through the stats yesterday on, on the number of shots missed and you know, the number of shots around the basket uh, that were missed that were, in a lot of cases, were in about, uh, about, about eight. And, and, again, he wasn't there. Look, they had nine blocks on, on, uh, in, in game one. But they changed a lot more shots than the nine blocks just based off, again, guys not putting up shots, worrying about getting uh, their shot blocked. I think they're going to be much more physical this time around. Look, I don't, I don't know if you, could, if you can call the Pels a physical team, right? I mean, they have some physicality to them. Um, I think they're much more physical when, when, when Valanciunas is, on, is, on, is on, the, um, on the floor, when he can be physical. Um, but, you know, you look at the roster as a whole. Look, Herb Jones is a really good defender but, and, and somewhat physical, right, even for his stature, okay? Um, you look at... Brandon Ingram, he's put on some weight in, in terms of muscle, but not really a physical player. Same can be said for um, Jackson Hayes or C.J. McCollum. I don't think you look at those guys and go, man, those are physical players. Uh, Najee Marshall's a physical player. You know, Alvarado, for his size, is a physical player. Um, Hernan Gomez, you know, when he's in the game, he is a physical player. Jackson Hayes, not so much. But I do think that, again, they will, they will, have more, they will be a more physical team tonight than we saw in game one, okay? Um, I think they're going to be more decisive as well on the offensive end. I think they saw what the Suns threw at them, which is, again, the same thing that's been no different, okay? The Los Angeles Lakers did it. The Los Angeles Clippers did it. A lot of teams have been doing this again. They're going to double C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram, and they're going to either, again, make those guys have to throw out of the double team and make the pass and the other, other players beat them, or they're going to they're bottle them up. And then again, what, what Willie did in the second half was start the, the offense a little bit deeper down in, into the paint, uh, and, and that helped. So, look, there's going to be a counter to what happened on, on, on game one on both sides of the ball when you start talking about what the, what the Pels are going to do and what the Suns are going to do, okay? But, look, I think they're going to have a better de- a defensive game plan as well in game two for the Suns. Look, Willie Green knows this Suns team as well as he knows his own. There are no secrets between Willie Green and, 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 and the Phoenix Suns. He knows what those guys like to do. He knows their go-to, go-to shot. He knows, again, the tendencies. Again, he knows everything about that team. So this is not a situation where you've got to go get a scouting report. Willie Green is the scouting report. He understands exactly what those guys want to do, what the plays they want to run. He knows Monty inside and out. The same can be said, again, Monty for Willie Green, right? Monty's got a feeling. Look, you heard Chris Paul talking the other day about, again, hearing Willie talking about uh, screaming out what, uh, telling him to, to try to take the uh, – to allow Chris to take the three-point shot, right? Uh, Chris Paul knows Willie Green. So – but, again, 
I don't know if there's an edge to the Pels here because of Willie's knowledge. There's got to be something to that going forward. Something to have a better defensive game plan. And look, adjustments, when you talk about playoff games and playoff series, that is the epitome of what it is. It's how you win. To be able to adjust from game to game, but more importantly, importantly, to be able to adjust from on the fly, you know, from quarter to quarter and making adjustments. They did that. You saw those adjustments in the second half of game two, and they played much better. But look, to me, it was more a case of nerves, not being in the playoffs, not understanding the physicality of the playoffs, not understanding, again, how the officials are going to call the game in the playoffs, especially on a seed visiting a one seed. So I think all that, all that came into account on, again, why, again, they started so poorly in game one. And I don't expect that in, in game two. First of all, they know or they have to have realized at this point that you can't fall behind in, in a playoff game to a, a team as good as the Phoenix Suns and expect to come back and beat them. Now, I know they've had some great comebacks against some pretty good teams, uh, especially down the stretch, but the playoffs are a whole different animal. And, uh, you know, a lot of these guys, they got their first taste of the playoffs on, on, uh, in game one on, on Sunday. You know, they're going to walk away with a little bit more experience on this and understand that. And, again, it's how quickly can they adapt that's the, that's the question. But they got high basketball IQ, IQ on this team, so I, I believe they will adapt. Yes, the Suns are the more experienced team. Yes, I think they're the more talented team, honestly, okay? But the Pels have, have overcome more adversity than, than most NBA teams this year, especially when you talk about what they've had to deal with this entire season, okay? Now, that doesn't assure a, a win, okay? It just says that they're not going to quit. They're going to battle to the end, and there's something to be said for that. We've seen this in every game almost, especially, you know, in, in the second half of the season, but really for the most part, right? Game, they're not quitting, okay? There's no quit in this team. There's definitely no quit during the playoffs. But I'm going to say this right now. Willie Green's got his, 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 um, his work cut out for him, okay? I mean, there, there are some things that you, you're going to have to figure out here. Number one, how does he guard CP3? You know, I talked about it the other day. You know, I just think it's, it, it is a waste, an absolute waste uh, to take Herb Jones and put him on, on, on CP3. It's just not a good matchup for Jones. And the speed of, 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 um, of CP3 and the ball handling ability and, of course, his, his high basketball IQ, I think you're wasting your best defender. He's got to be on Booker. Okay, he's got to be on Booker to me. And then you just look, you have to live with Alvarado and C.J. McCollum on him. It may hurt C.J.'s offense a bit. But you've got to be able to put somebody on, on him that, that, again, will contest him. You know, Drew Holiday did it a few years ago, right? And even he struggled because of, you know, the difference in size, et cetera. But to me, that was a, a mistake in the first game. And, and I, would, I would hope they would, that they would solve that. You know, Alvarado doesn't have the size. But, again, he's, he is going to be a pest to CP3. And maybe that's all you're asking for at this point. Um Again, I don't see anybody else on this roster outside of McCollum or Alvarado that can maybe even give him any problems at this point. Um, you look at, at Booker, I'm telling you, you put, you put Jones on Booker, and Booker's going to have to work for every shot, okay, every shot. As far as, as, far as Aiden eight, eight goes, look, you're going to have to be physical with it. And that means, again, you might have to go through some fouls here. Okay, uh, with 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 Valanciunas, with with again maybe Herman Gomez, 
And, of course, Nance, who's played very, very well during the playoffs. I mean, he's given him a spark. He's rebounding the basketball. He's tapping the ball out. He's, he's uh, scoring around the basket. He's got the ability to be able to get out and run. When, with him coming in and anchoring the second team, again, they, they played very, very well. But also, again, Willie Green knows he's going to see better performances from Crowder and Craig. Crowder had one point the other night. Dude is physical. Dude can score. Uh, and Duke can wear you out if he gets hot from the three-point line. So, again, he's not going to have another game like that. And, and Craig, although, again, a defensive specialist, he's going to play better on the offensive end as well. So I think he's going to be looking for that. Um, when you look at at Aiton, look, missing point-blank blank shots in game one, worried about the big man in the middle, middle. His team has to, again, adjust to that. Okay, you can't be uh, you know, worried about getting your shot blocked, ghosting, et cetera. Uh, so we'll see how the team reacts to what they saw on film, and if they could take that to to, to the uh, uh, to the to the floor and and, and be able to uh, adjust, which again is is, is going to be huge one way or the other. You know, um, I'm not going to deny his talent, okay, because he's a very talented uh, big man, one of the best big men in the NBA. But there's a way around that. You could be physical. You could get him into foul trouble. We've seen it before. But you're going to have to be, again, you're going to have to be physical as a team and take the game to them. Can't be tentative. So finding better matchups for, for Booker and CP3, to me, are job one. Figuring out what you're going to do in the middle with Aiton and, and not let, let him, again, continue to be able to change shots, that's another one. But most of all, they got to play free, man, okay? they got to play free. they got to play loose. Uh, they got to move the basketball. And, and that's something, again, they had a problem doing. Look, Valanchunas is incredible around the basket, okay? And, yes, he can knock a three down, which, again, he just he had nothing on, um, on, on, on Sunday night. And, look, I, I heard, the, the, you know, the team's legs were, were, were you know, they, they were tired and everything else from, the, you know, the, the road trip, uh, you know, having to beat the Spurs and, uh, at home and then going out to Los Angeles and then right over to, um, uh, to, to Phoenix. Look, cry me a river, okay? Uh, it's professional basketball. And you got to be ready to go. I think it was more about, again, maybe their legs were, were giving them problems in terms of, you know, they were tired. But I think they just didn't understand the physicality of, of, of the playoffs. And then they couldn't match that intensity. And they got to come out intense, okay? Loose but intense. Also, they got to play that smothering defense that we've seen all season long, that, which, again, which creates easy offense for them. And once the easy offense gets created, in a lot of cases, that leads to them dropping buckets down from the mid-range of the three-point line. So I think that's really one of the keys there as well. But, again, move the basketball. Can't get caught in the double teams. Uh, and, and Valanciunas, as I said before, he's, he's the, he might be the worst on the team at this. He's really got to step up and have a really good game tonight. You know, he's got to put these shots in the basket, around the basket, which he had so many of the other. He went 7-21 uh, the other night. And he had so many point-blank shots. It, it was crazy. I was actually going nuts watching the, you know, he's, he's anticipating getting blocked as a 7-footer. Come on. Got to be more physical. Got to, you know, dunk that basketball, you know. And look, it's, it's the playoffs, man. Here's another thing. Don't give up easy baskets. Put this team on the free throw line. Be physical. You got a fairly deep team here. If you got to go into the bench, you go into the bench. But again, you got to, you got to go in the first minute of that game, set the standard for the rest of the game in terms of physicality. Then again, you're not going to be out physical as you were in game one. 
And if that means putting some guys into the stands, going going in for layups, that means that, that look, play some 80s basketball, baby. The other thing is they got to get something from Jackson Hayes. He's been persona non grata. He's got too much athletic ability to allow teams to say, hey, Jackson, we're, you're not worth guarding. We're going to double-team B.I. And, and C.J. every time on the offensive end, and we just leave you alone. I mean, if that is the case, and he, can't, he cannot perform, they're going to have to go with Trey Murphy. And they're going to put Murphy out there and just let him sit out there and hit threes. That's the only thing, only other thing, because they're not bringing Zion back. I mean, that's done. I mean, they pretty much said, Zion's out. So that, that, there's no third guy that you could put in there on, on, that, again, that would get the type of attention that we're going to see with C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram. So that's done. So somebody's got to step up here. Look, Jackson Hayes, he's been a kind of the linchpin here in, in terms of the, the guy that, that every team is saying, we don't have to guard now. Can't have that guy. Can't he can't stay on the on the court if that's the case. He's got to do something tonight. He's got to be again aggressive to the basket. He's got to shoot the basketball, uh, and he's he's got to be able to get out and run and, and use his athleticism. He's got to give them a reason to keep really green a reason to keep him on the court because if not, he's got to move on. Can't sit around waiting. Can't have them playing your two top players with double and triple teams and leaving players wide open because they don't they don't believe that they have the game to be able to score on the offensive end. And then the rookie class has got to be there for him, okay? Herb Jones on offense and defense, Alvarado on, on defense against uh, Chris Paul, but also the ability to knock down shots. And this is one where, again, when you, have, when you need Trey Murphy, you need Trey Murphy now, okay? They, they need that knockdown three-point shooter that when in the double team comes, they can move the basketball very quickly and, again, hit them with daggers out there to make them play more straight up. As I mentioned, Valentunas has got to settle down and start knocking down some shots inside. Again, also be a force physically inside. Look, we had 25 rebounds the other night. I want that type of performance, but I want an offensive performance as well. And then, again, they have to, be, they, they have to play with physical force. The physicality is going to be huge. Adjusting to the way the game is being officiated throughout the game is also a big one. Look, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It looked like, again which is what we've seen traditionally in the NBA on Sunday night. Then again, the eighth seed was taken on the one seed, and the eighth seed was not getting a call from the ref. There were at least five calls in that game, which again were point blank. You knew if they were that, that, uh, that, that the referees, uh, that they, they totally blew it. They missed it. Missed it. Totally missed it. And gave the benefit of doubt to the one seed. Pell's got to earn that. They got to earn that tonight. So, look, they may not win game two. But I'm expecting a more prepared, a more physically rested, and a Pels team that, again, that, that is ready, going to be ready to play tonight. It doesn't mean a W, okay? Phoenix is, they lost 18 games all year long. And they're battle-tested, and they're deep, and they're good. I mean, I think they have a better chance of maybe stealing one or two at home than they do on the road. But, again, if they steal one on the road, it's a series, baby. But I expect a better, I expect a better effort, and I expect, I expect a better team and a better prepared team uh, tonight, nine o'clock, tip off in Phoenix. All right, don't forget about my friends over at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. I don't care where you live, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, or West Bank. It's pretty simple. 
if you've got a, a company that, again, you don't trust anymore, maybe, again, they've, they, they said they're coming on a certain time, they don't show up. Maybe every time they show up again, it's one more part that needs to be replaced. And you're kind of thinking right now, well, man, maybe I, maybe I need to start looking at another AC company. Well, you need to look at, at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. 30 years in the business, honesty, reliability, that, that is the benchmark of, of Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh, they're, they're Nate certified technicians. A lot of those guys, again, like family now, been, been with the company over decades. Uh, John Burkhardt, who started the, 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 the uh, company over 30 years ago, has his sons Jason and Josh on one of those 15 trucks in the field. His wife Kathy's in the office. Family affair, right? Family owned and operated. John told me a long time ago, my reputation, my name means more than anything. We'll never gouge you. We'll never cheat you. We're going to do it right the first time. And if for some reason we don't, we're going to come back and we're going to make sure we get it right. That's all you can ask for. Peace of mind when you have to deal with, again, an air conditioning company. A lot, a lot of people don't know the inner workers of the AC. I don't. I trust Burkhardt. You can too. A- acpromise.com. acpromise.com. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Ken Trahan. The Three Tailgaters Show is a Saturday morning tradition on 1061 Nash Icon. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to noon with my partner Ed Daniels of WGNO and WNOL to join me to talk sports with you every single week with your calls as well. The Three Tailgaters Show, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m. to noon on 1061 Nash Icon. This report is sponsored by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. And that's why Discover matches all of the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Delays are solid if you're traveling on the eastbound side of the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway from Stumpf Boulevard to the Claiborne Earhart exit. Look out for delays that are steady on 10 westbound from City Park to just past the airport. Look out for delays of solid on 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. If you're traveling on the 610 on the eastbound side, delays are solid from Elysian Fields to the 10610 merge. And look out for a fender bender South Claiborne at Dublin. I'm Ed Robinson broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Brander Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating, proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soup, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, Great Southern dishes. Check out our menu online at BienvenueHarahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors. Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. 
Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle. Are you ready for the stifling New Orleans heat this year? Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to getting my AC ready each and every year, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Eating. With 30 years in the business, they really know what they're doing, and they can work on any AC system on the market. Burkhardt gets your system running right. They can find and fix the problems before you really need that AC this year. Schedule your tune-up now with Burkhardt at acpromise.com. acpromise.com and tell them Eric sent you. This Saturday, April 23rd, grab your family and friends and head to the Shrine on Airline for NOLA Gold Rugby. NOLA Gold Rugby. The fun starts at 5 p.m. with a band and crawfish boil on the concourse. Then second line to your seats for a 7 o'clock kickoff. Stick around for the post-game fireworks and player meet and greet. Post-game fireworks and player meet and greet. It's not just a game, but a true experience. Get tickets today at nolagoldrugby.com. Contractors trying trying to get in the runaround when you need an insurance quote at Dave Miet Insurance. They are an independent insurance agency, so they will make sure, again, that uh, you get the next quote for your job. They'll make it very easy for you to get that next quote for your job. They offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile, property insurance. They'll search over 50 insurance companies to get you the right policy at the right price, and nothing is more frustrating for a contractor that, again, needs a simple insurance certificate to get a job done, and they're getting the runaround for, from their insurance agent. You won't get that at Dave Miet Insurance. Uh, call, click, or come in today for a quote at 504-556-0809. Check out his, uh, his website, which is a one-stop shop for all your insurance needs, D-A-V-E-M-I-L-O-E-T-I-N-S-A-C.com. Want to save? Call Dave, 504-556-0809, Dave Miet Insurance. All right, I want to shift gears off of um, sports for a moment. Uh, we'll get back to the Saints before we finish uh, out this half hour. Remember, the second hour will be joined by Mike Scarborough of TigerBait.com. He'll talk some Tigers with us. We'll finish up with uh, Ross Jackson of uh, Locked On Saints Podcast and also Saints Wire. Uh, and, of course, we'll talk about the Saints draft uh, that's coming up in, what, about nine days from now. Look, over 30 people shot in our city over the last two weeks. And, and, that, and that's not an exaggeration, ladies and gentlemen. I, I may be missing some based on, again, not seeing who got shot today and overnight. But over 30 people shot over the last two weeks. Okay? Over Easter weekend, 18 people shot in 72 hours. 18 people shot in 72 hours. On the holiest of weekends, Ramadan, Passover, Easter, all on one weekend. 18 people shot. The silence from Mayor Cantrell's office is deafening. I mean, deafening. I am blown away how they can sit in, in, in a meeting, okay? And I'm sure they do this, okay? And they're putting together ideas on what they want to do, okay? And she thinks that in, in, a, in a time of crisis, in which we're in right now, when we talk about crime here in the city, she's too busy doing photo ops with dignitaries who are coming to town, Right? from foreign countries. We've seen that over the last few weeks. Uh, yesterday, it was photo ops with the Navy brass, 
because it's Navy week. Uh, who thought of the idea of let's put Mayor Cantrell in, in a baseball costume and let her do a video marking Jackie Robinson's breaking the color barrier in baseball? You're talking about people that are getting shot, carjacked, robbed on the streets of New Orleans. And that's the thing that you're discussing in meetings? Hey, let's do a video of the mayor dressed in a baseball uniform, again, to pay, pay homage. And look, rightly so, we do it all over. Baseball, everybody wears, wears uh, Jackie Robinson's number, right? I mean, look, but the mayor, uh, you know, based on, on, again, breaking the color barrel in baseball, the mayor of a city that is in a crisis, or worse, the Vera Institute, okay, a group that wants to de-emphasize police last week. All that with a city that has broken records in terms of the number of people shot in, in her city. Her administration is under investigation by the New Orleans City Council. And let me tell you something. The feds ain't far behind, baby. The, the feds ain't far behind. All we need is a Lee Zurich or David Hammer investigation into what's going on right now with the Wi-Fi smart city scandal that, again, the council's jumping on right now was first brought to, brought to, to light by the lens, Right? And so there's an investigation into a scandal now within her administration. The council's cut off funding to multiple departments for not performing. Her administration is in shambles. And it just is. It's in shambles. The NOPD manpower is at an all-time low. Meanwhile, if you look at the statistics, and the Metropolitan Crime Commission is putting out these statistics every single week, carjackings, armed robberies, shootings, murders, all spiking, all in an all-time high. Meanwhile, she's ready to cut a ribbon, okay, do a photo op, or go on a next political junket. That's where we are with this man right now. Cantrell is oblivious to what's happening in her city, or she could care less. It's one of the two. It's one of the two. Look, she's basically right now at the point where she feels like 28% of the electorate that bothered to stand up and go out and vote in the most critical election uh, in, again, the recent history of New Orleans, 28% of the people in the city decided, you know what, on a beautiful day, they were going to go vote. That's it. The rest of them sat it out. And this is what we get. She feels like she got a mandate. Huh. Oh, Lord. Huh. A mandate. So now she's going to enjoy the perks of the mayor's office. See, that's where she's at right now. She doesn't want to. Why, why? She doesn't want to be bothered with doing the tough job of governing. Okay, she doesn't want to govern. Okay, so that's a tough job. That's tough right now. That's tough to govern. Okay, you're not thinking about again dressing up as Jackie Robinson or in a baseball uniform to depict again the anniversary of Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier. If you're worried about 30 people getting shot in your city over the last two weeks. It's amazing. The tough job of governing. No, that's now the job of the city council. And look, I have my doubts about the city council. Look, there's no doubt there are several members on this city council that, again, that are, uh, that are, are getting their name recognition out there, that are, that are they're standing up and leading, and there are ulterior, ulterior motives to this. They want to be the next mayor. But yet those individuals didn't have the guts enough to, be, to go against her in the election to be mayor this time around. So they put the city again, treading water, pun intended, for another four years 
under someone that, honestly, has never been up for the job. An amateur. Trying to learn on the job, but never really has learned the job. She's learned how to give a good photo op. She's learned how to, again, give throughout political rhetoric to be able to talk around something. She has learned, she has learned very well how to use the city credit card uh, to wine and dine herself and her friends. She's learned very well, again, on how to do a political junket. But the hard work of governing? Nah. Nah. She's coasted on that one. So now it's the city council with, again, got to say it, got to be honest about it, a few individuals on that council who, again, want to be the next mayor, so they're going to be out front demanding accountability from city departments. They're the ones that are pressuring the district attorney's office and the judges on Tulane Broad to get their act together. It's the council that is changing laws that the previous council, by the way, some of those members of this council were on that previous council, and, the, and, the, and, of course, this mayor passed that, again, that, and signed that handicapped the NOPD by again, not letting them utilize the ladies in, in crime-fighting technology. They're rolling that back now, see? They're rolling that back. Read something the other day about Los Angeles and how, they, again, it's escalated. Same type of progressive leadership we're seeing there that we see here. A district attorney that ran on, I'm not going to, uh, going to try juveniles as adults in a violent crime. Okay, we want less people in jail. Okay, matter of fact, let's turn the jail into a flower shop because we don't want to jail people anymore. Maybe it could be a tourist destination for someone. Okay, who knows? Sure don't want to jail people around here anymore for the violent crimes they're committing. In Los Angeles now, they went from carjackings to, again, stores that were being smashed and grabbed to now gangs following people home after they purchase a, 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 an expensive item at one of these malls and smashing and grabbing again before they get home, taking not just the vehicle, but, again, whatever they bought at the particular store. And, and, and it's got it out of control to the point where Los Angeles is saying they don't know how to stop it. We got the same problem here. It's called carjacking. Armed robbery. Murder. Go right down the line. So we got an NOPD, which is at its at its lowest point in the history of, of, of the of, of the organization. Doesn't have the manpower. They had tools taken out of their tool chest in order to fight crime. You got the consent decree, which again has made them into report writers. And the criminals know that the NOPD has one hand tied behind its back. Meanwhile, back to Cantrell, she's taking another photo out. It's the city council that's leading as, as Cantrell parks on the taxpayer's dime. Second lining while the city's paralyzed by the worst crime wave in the modern history of New Orleans. When asked about crime yesterday, after again doing the photo out with the Navy brass, she did a political two-step that was filled with rhetoric that would make Fred Astaire proud. Seriously. She, danced, she, she tiptoed, tap danced around everything without giving, again, a straight answer on, again, what the situation with the crime here in New Orleans. Again, 30 people shot 
in two weeks. 18 people shot over the Easter weekend. And the violence not stopping. But the mayor stopped caring, okay, if she ever did. And that's, that's, that's great news for the criminals, but not great news for the citizens of the city, nor the tourists that come here again to spend their money. Another big weekend in the city. Huge weekend. French Quarter Fest. We've got, the, we got again, the, the national and international media here for that, as well as the Zurich Classic. We got the NBA coming in town, again, with a spotlight on the city, with, again, games three and four here in the city. And crime is rampant and out of control, and she has no answer, nor does it look like she cares much. She'll be out wandering down herself this weekend, out there partying at the French Quarter Fest. Meanwhile, the city is burning, burning again with crime out of control. Most mayors wouldn't show their face if 30 people got shot in two weeks. 18 people shot, got, got shot over the weekend. And she's doing a video of her dressed as a baseball player to depict, again, Jackie Robinson Day. That lady's got too much time on her hands, obviously. And it's unfortunate because you think with a, a mayor of the city of this size, with, again, the crime problem that we have right now, the only thing she'd be working on 24-7 is trying to make this a safe city once again. But she checked out a long time ago. She's going to take care of the perks of the mayor's office now. Because for that, you have to, for, for, for you to make a change, to make a difference, you have to work at it. And she'll get doing that a long time ago, if she ever did. Because it's been a straight decline since the day she was elected. And that's saying something after, after again, eight years of Nagin and eight years of Landrew. I didn't think it would get worse, but it's gotten worse under Cantrell. All right, don't forget about my friends at Southern Tire Hickory and Airline in Metairie. They are, they are open for you right now for you to go in. Again, open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6, Saturday from 8 to 3. They get their phone number is 504-737-1558. Of course, you can uh, go to Southern Tire and check out all the service they provide at southerntire.com. That's Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie. Southern Tire's got ASC certified technicians, high certification in the industry. And, of course, don't forget about the Piazza family who owns Southern Tire. Yes, uh, sounds like Bentley likes Southern Tire, doesn't he? Uh, family owned and operated since 1972. When you're talking about a, a, a one-stop shop for quality auto repairs and the best deals on tires, you get them at Southern Tire. Wheels and tires up to 30 inches. Financing is available. Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline. Hey, don't forget, you got problems with your, with your vehicle and you, you need help. Same diagnostic equipment you get at the dealership, you get it at Southern Tire. And, of course, the, the Piazza family is standing behind it. That's Southern Tire, Hickory and Airline in Metairie, owned by the Piazza family since 1972. All right, uh, the Saints getting ready for um, the draft and uh, I keep I'm watching a lot of the NFL Network over the last few weeks um, especially when it comes to, to again the path of the draft um, and just trying to again catch up on see it's a little bit different this year right Mike Dettelier is not doing his draft book uh, I don't believe Al Dupree is doing his draft book so it's a little bit different than what we've had in the past I've had to go really more to more the national draft Knicks to really kind of see with how they have players rated and then again knowing basically all based on what I've seen in games this this uh, this past um, uh, season so it's a little bit different I mean by now I'd already have Mike to tell you his book I'd be looking through it I would have Al Dupuis book I'd be looking through it looking at it. so I've had to do this kind of a different way this year because both of those local guys are, are not doing books this year 
But the talking heads keep saying the Saints are going to move up to take a quarterback at either 16 or 19. And I'm telling you right now, I would have a huge issue with that. Again, trading in the top five and giving up draft capital basically would be three number one picks if you did that because you give up 16, 19. Remember, next year's number one for one player. And, again, you know, it's not Tom Brady. Okay, it's, it's not Joe Burrow. I mean, it's not a guy that, again, when you, nobody knew Tom Brady was going to be Tom Brady, but a lot of people thought Joe Burrow was going to be Joe Burrow, right? I mean, you're not moving up for that guy. So I got an issue trading in the top five for a quarterback. Now, if the guy, they believe their future starter is there and that guy is there at 16 or 19, even though, again, if it's me, I'm not doing, pulling the trigger, but if they feel that way at 16 or 19, then, okay, look, it is what it is. I personally believe that, again, the, the greater need is at wide receiver and offensive tackle, plug and play, than at quarterback. You got Jameis for at least a year, maybe two. Got Dalton to back him up. And, we, we, you know, we'll see what happens with Book if, again, he can be an NFL quarterback. Um, I, the Saints would use the draft capital to go up and get an offensive tackle. I, I, depends on who the tackle is, first of all, and who's on the board. But that might even be an issue, okay? I'd rather stay put and get the offensive tackle that, that falls to them and the wide receiver that falls to them. Plus, again, in my opinion, again, the wide receiver position is so deep, they could get, a, could get another one and a quality one in, in day two or day three. When it comes to the safety position, I keep hearing about that safety at, at, at 49 was their second-round pick. Man, look, my preference is at the free safety position to go get a veteran safety. I think there are enough players on this roster that can play the nickel and dime coverage. But they don't have a safety on this roster that can go sideline to sideline, that, again, has that range, okay, or a guy that, again, that's going to get them lined up. And that's where, again, that, that's why they went with Malcolm Jenkins, right? That's why they went with Roman Harper. That's why I think, again, a veteran safety really works with that in, 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 terms, of this, in terms of this team, this defense. Um, you know, just that, that vet that has the ability to be the quarterback of, of the defense. I think it's just more desirable than going out and trying to get a rookie and trying to plug and play that rookie at safety. May have the range, may have that, but again, he doesn't have the, he doesn't have the experience that you need at safety position. Much like you need that experience at middle linebacker, much like you need that experience at quarterback, right? So you have $19 million to spend. And to me, a veteran wide receiver and a safety is a must. Especially if they're able to get the Offensive tackle, wide receiver, and running back in this draft. And I think they can. Look, it's deep at running back. They're going to be able to go in the middle rounds and get a running back. I talked about my preference of, again, maybe getting a veteran back, but only because, again, of the ability to be able to block and to protect the quarterback. But, again, what you want is a guy that can run between the tackles, can catch the ball at the backfield, that, again, can take some pressure off Alvin Kamara or step in for Kamara if he's going to miss some games uh, because of suspension. Wide receiver, you need multiple. You need veteran wide receivers and rookie wide receivers that you can get in this draft, which is very deep. An offensive tackle, you need a plug-and-play guy. I mean, I think you'll be fine with Hurst, but you need a guy that you can count on if you're not going to move Ramshack to the left side and somebody that could be there for a decade. I'm going to tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, this is not a, a rebuild. It's a retool. And this draft is the, the, is the key to the retool is getting, again, cheap plug-and-play players and then finishing off the roster with a few key veterans and make it another run in the Super Bowl. Now, we don't know if that's going to happen because we don't know what's going to be with Jam- how Jameis Winston is going to play. But if he plays any way, like any way, any, in any form or fashion like he did in the first seven games of last year, give him the weapons and let's see what he can do.
Defensively, you're set. You're just a couple players away. So we'll see how it plays out. But I like this draft, man. And I like this draft in the positions where the Saints have great needs. And that really lines up. And now two first-round picks, three for, three picks in the, in, the, in the top 50, four picks in the top 100? Man, look, you could get four players right then and there that could change the, your, your entire roster. Hopefully Jeff Rowland's the guy that's going to be making the call. Hey, don't forget about my friends over at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com, North Shore, South Shore, East Bank, West Bank. If you are looking for a new system, Burkhardt has authorized itself to the top brands in the industry. And let me tell you right now, the service at the sale is impeccable. Uh, the quality of work that you're going to get in terms of the, uh, of the installation crew, uh, treating your home like their home. And it doesn't matter whether you're getting something for your business or your home. Burkhardt will be there for you, taking care of you every step of the way. Again, authorized to service all brands. Office authorized itself to the top brands in the industry. So before you get that, before you sign that contract with any other company, make sure you call my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning. At least them come out and give you a price. Just see the type of, of service you're going to get. Uh, from just speaking with them when they come out again to, to give you a price, measure up your home or your business for that next system. It's Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. It's acpromise.com, acpromise.com. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ashwood, celebrity chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oppenheim. So you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Grill. Hey, all right. Welcome to the newly renovated TikTok. Come on in. Quick, close the door, Mike. You're letting the flies out. All right, don't start that again. Hey, look, we've been back operating almost two months now. Yeah, and your sign should say, sorry, we're back open. Stop. Come on. So what you think about the new paint job and the repaved parking lot? I think you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a... All right, enough is enough. The TikTok Cafe open 24-7 at the intersection of Causeway and I-10 in Metairie. Dave Miette Insurance is a full-service independent insurance agency since 1958, offering auto, home, life, health, business, and commercial policies, serving the East Bank, West Bank, North Shore, South Shore, and River Parishes. Dave Miette Insurance is your one-stop insurance specialist. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMietteInsAgency.com. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant, voted the number one restaurant in Metairie by TripAdvisor. A place where you can enjoy a great meal with family or hanging out with friends watching the game. A mouth-watering menu that has something for everyone. Amazing cocktails and an incredible beer selection. TVs everywhere. You'll never miss a play. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant is unique. The perfect combination of Louisiana sports culture and authentic Louisiana cuisine. Order online for delivery at BobbyAbears.com. Open seven days a week for lunch and dinner at 4101 Veterans at Lake Villa. Bobby Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. So good. I'm Joel Clark, a select quote agent, with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. 
Her husband, Ray, has a group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and he can't take it with him. Well, I went to work and found Ray, who's 40 and takes medication to control his high blood pressure, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. That's way more coverage for a lot less than what he was paying. If SelectQuote didn't shop for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote and to find out how much you can save, call 1-800-885-9500. That's 1-800-885-9500. 1-800-885-9500. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. Spud here, and you know the first place I go when my family needs to see a doctor's rapid urgent care. I mean, you're in and out of there in 40 minutes, give or take. You spend that much time in an ER just waiting to get triaged. From a broken ankle to a bee sting to a COVID test, Rapid Urgent Care's got you covered with clinics all over Southeast Louisiana. You don't need an appointment. Just walk right in with your ID and your insurance card. Or you can sign up for their health care partnership. Rapid Urgent Care also has a telemed center. Waiting for your call might save you a trip. Go to rapidurgentcare.com to find out more and to find the clinic nearest you. Don't forget about the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival, Friday, April 29th through May the 8th. Incredible lineup of, uh, of food. Of course, also uh, fantastic arts and crafts. And, of course, the music lineup, second to none. Red Hot Chili Peppers, Stevie Nicks, Luke Combs, Willie Nelson, Jimmy Buffett, The Who. Also, don't forget about Erica Badu, Lionel Richie, Ludacris, Nora Jones, Randy Newman, Laura Daigle, Charlie Wilson, the Revivalist, Billy Strings, Trombone Shorty, Nelly, the, the Black Crows, Cool and the Gang, Jose Feliciano, Boss Gags, Elvis Costello, Buddy Guy, and so much more. It's the New Orleans Jazz and Heritage Festival. Get your tickets now. Anytime, anywhere. Smartphone, tune in radio app. We are 1061 Nash Icon. Are you looking to add more ground clearance or enjoying the terrains? Or you want to improve the ride quality and hauling capacity of your car, truck, or SUV? Then Southern Tire has the answer. We are your lift and leveling kit experts. If you enjoy going off-road, Southern Tire has the lift kit for your vehicle. Our suspension lift kits will increase ground clearance and the performance of your vehicle. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers.
You talking to me? You talking to me? You talking to me? What we've got here is failure to communicate. Stick to the truth is what you're good at. of Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock. 106.1 FM Nash icon on your radio dial. iHeart Radio app, TuneIn Radio app, great digital platforms to take the show with you anywhere. And of course, Nash FM 106.1 uh, as well as Eric Asher on the, on the World Wide Web. Our podcast is everywhere. Anchor is our home base. We're on your favorite podcasting platform. Our social media platforms, at Eric underscore Asher on Twitter, Eric Asher on Facebook, Inside New Orleans Show on Instagram. And, of course, you can always email me at eric at ericasher.com or go directly to the website. Just click on the on the email uh, icon there, and it'll take you right to uh, our email address. I want to thank you guys for, again, checking out the first hour. The first hour of the show will be up. Uh, shortly after, again, the uh, show ends this evening, so around about 20 minutes after. If you missed any of that, second hour, we're going to have really two really good guests coming up. Mike Scarborough of TigerBank.com, give us an update on LSU. And then uh, we'll have uh, Ross Jackson, uh, his, uh, his continuing coverage of the, of the Saints uh, draft and, of course, free agency. He'll join us at 535 this afternoon. Hey, the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week features Jordy Collada, the Jordy Collada Show. Uh, Thursday, 1 o'clock, live broadcast on LAE, also live streaming on the LAE YouTube page. And then the rebroadcast start. 6 o'clock on LAE on uh, Thursday night, 10 o'clock on the Deuce. Friday night, 9 o'clock Pelican, 10 o'clock on LAE. Saturday morning at 2 a.m. on the Deuce. Saturday afternoon at Pelican Sports Television at 5 p.m. So, again, uh, make sure you check that out. Always at ericasher.com, always on our social media platforms, always on the WLATV YouTube page. And uh, we'll have that ready for you. Uh, as well. Hey, uh, folks, I want to remind everybody, uh, again, uh, don't forget about my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh, if you are in the market for a generator for your home or your business, now's the time to strike. Look, I know it doesn't feel like it. We're getting closer to uh, to hurricane see, uh, uh, season. And even though they do single-day installs, they do have folks on the calendar already that, again, that are set to be able to um, to get their, their uh, generators. And I was talking to Jason Burkhardt yesterday, and he told me, he said, look, he, he goes, if, if, if I could get 1,000 more, I could install 1,000 more, okay? And they got a warehouse full of generators right now for single-day installs. So, look, uh, don't hesitate. If you've been thinking about it, look, first of all, finance it over time. Uh, if, you, if you can't afford the money up front, uh, that's available for you, the financing aspect. And then, of course, Burkhardt, 
and, and, and their expertise. They'll get you a single-day install. They'll sit down with you, do a consultation. Make sure, again, you are comfortable with the, um, with the system, again, with, uh, with, uh, you know, the, uh, with the generator. Uh, teach you a little bit about, again, what the, the generators and the differences between generators because there are different types. Uh, and then, of course, when you guys come to an agreement, single-day install. Uh, 24-7-365 emergency service when you need it, when it comes to your generator. And, of course, uh, as always, Burkhardt's standing behind their work. Generator sales and service, man, if you ain't got one and you own a, own a property or you own a business or you own a, a home, it's almost a prerequisite in South Louisiana now. Uh, call my friends at Burkhardt. They'll got you covered when it comes to um, a generator. Generator sales and service, acpromise.com acpromise.com Alright, Pell's taking on the Phoenix Suns tonight uh, in Phoenix 9 o'clock, game 2 of their best of 7 series uh, I mentioned this in the first hour, look, I don't know if they're going to beat them, okay, I just know this is going to be a team that's going to be much better prepared I think they're going to be a more physical team and, and, I, and I think they're going to shoot the ball better than they did the other night I expect some type of um, adjustments I mentioned Jackson Hayes in the first hour uh, he's done nothing in, in this series. He did, again, uh, when they went to the double teams on, on, on Brandon Ingram and also C.J. McCollum, he's been persona non grata. He's disappeared. They're leaving him open. Something's got to happen here. If he's, if he's not going to be able to make it, make it, make, uh, uh, use his athleticism and make a difference, then they're gonna, they, to me they've got to bring Trey Murphy in and let him start knocking some threes down. Um, also, I uh, talked about Alvarado and C.J. McCollum on, on CP3. That's got to happen. Herb Jones got to go on Booker. Those are the, uh, are the adjustments I think they have to make on the defensive end. On the offensive end, they just got to be a little bit more free-flowing, and they got to get the ball quicker out on the double teams. And, look, they had a lot of point-blank shots on, on, on Sunday night, and, look, they could make those shots uh, tonight. They just got to be, again, aware of, uh, of, of Aiton but not worried about Aiton. Okay, and be physical. I talked about the first hour. Look, Crowder had one point the other night. You know that Crowder's coming out, and he's going to play a good game tonight. Okay, so I mean that's one guy you're going to have to watch for uh, going forward. But um, look, this team was not ready for the playoffs, and again, the physicality and the way the game was called in, in, in game one. But I think this 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 basketball team has a high basketball IQ. And I think, again, they're going to be ready. I think maybe the veterans may have told some of the young players what they can expect because there is some uh, playoff experience there. But at the same time, I guess, you know, you, you don't really know until you get out there and play it. So we'll see how that plays out uh, tonight, 9 o'clock. Big game. You don't want to go down 0-2, but if you can steal one, it's a, it's a series. And I think the best chance for the Pels to win is at home on either Friday or Sunday night. I do not think they're going to – you're going to beat the Suns in this series. The Suns are, are, are just a better team, and they're more experienced, uh, and they're deeper, okay? But I do think they could give them a little bit of a series here. They can win a couple games in this series and make it interesting, and that's all you're looking for. This is about experience this year. This is about taking the next step this year. You could say, okay, you'd love to be able to be the, the team that, uh, that upsets the number one seed. Man, it's going to take baby steps. It took a while for them to go from 1-12 to 3-16 and 16 to get themselves in a position to be in the play-in tournament and then, of course, to win those two games in the play-in tournament to get to the playoffs. Uh, they, they should be more rested uh, and, and, and ready to go. And I'm, I'm expecting a different Pelican team tonight uh, in Phoenix. And hopefully that will come to fruition, and we're talking about it tomorrow here on the program. All right, let's head up to Baton Rouge. Joining us on the program from TigerBait.com, he does a great job in covering the LSU Tigers. Um, his site, 
has expanded so much within the last year or so uh, from, again, the what you've always had was the great, great, great information, great message boards. But now he's doing so much with YouTube and, and, and uh, again, bringing v- video to you as, ready, as well as audio. Uh, Mike Scarborough joins us on the program from TigerBait.com. Mike, how are you? All right. We've got to be with you. Thanks for the kind words. Always, always true. And, Mike, tell the folks before we really jump into it, you got uh, just to even try your site out, uh, it's minimal amount of money. And, and then they get, they get a chance to be able to, again, get, get the full-blown site. Let the folks know, the Tiger fans know out there, how they can subscribe. Yeah, you can go to TigerBait.com. And, and if you want uh, access to our premium content and our Tiger Den premium message board, where uh, we've got a great community, and I'm there day and night answering questions and uh, you know, help running with the discussions. Yeah, you can get on the site for $1, try us out for a week. If it's not your cup of tea, you can cancel. Uh, but we've got uh, like a 95% retention rate, and um, uh, most folks uh, really enjoy what we put out, and it's it's worth every penny to them. And and, and like you said, uh, I, like this afternoon, I put out a, a working list of all the football recruits that will be on campus this weekend for the spring game. They're bringing in kids starting Thursday, Friday, official visitors. And uh, I'll be adding to that list uh, uh, day and night uh, leading into the weekend. And so, uh, of course, we got our baseball coverage, football recruiting, football. Uh, as soon as I hang up from you, I'm, I'm heading out to LSU. we got player interviews at 7 o'clock. So, uh, you know, at the same time, the LSU baseball game is going on. All right, uh, Mike, let's, let's start off with baseball. Uh, uh, look, um, Wiley Pond of Classic traditionally had been at Zephyr Field here in New Orleans. It got a chance for New Orleans fans to watch LSU here. Obviously, Zephyr Field has now been been turned into a uh, a rugby field for the um, uh, for for the gold. So again, there's not a place to be able to play this here. But uh, the Wiley Pond the Wiley Pond of uh, Classic rolls on in Baton Rouge now. Uh, and tonight it's it's uh, UL Lafayette who's had a really good season, 20 and 15. Uh, nine and six in their conference against LSU, which again struggled this weekend. Twenty-three and twelve, seven and eight in the SEC. Uh, struggled this weekend against Arkansas. The, this has been a real tough matchup for LSU this year against Louisiana Lafayette. I'm sorry, again in, mid, in some midweek games, well, they had a tough time with Louisiana Louisiana Tech. Talk about Louisiana Lafayette and, and LSU tonight, and and uh, the, the the prospect of the Tigers coming out on top. Well, they just, they just need to get back in the win column. You know, I, I guess going into last weekend was, you know, the hope was to at a minimum win one, you know, and then what if if they won two, but at least needed to win one. That didn't happen. Uh, still having way too many errors. Uh, I, I know LSU fans on our board and elsewhere just <laughs> just furious at the, the, the poor play at shortstop. And, um, but, if you look around the SEC, it is just it, it, everybody in the league is is uh, doing the same thing, and uh, you know, there's only a few teams that um, seem like they're separating themselves from the pack. So LSU's in the pack, mm-hmm. um, but you know they need to win tonight, and then they got a good chance at uh, winning two out of three, or even sweeping uh, you know Missouri this weekend. Yeah. Now this is this is interesting. It's the last Wally Pond of Classic, right? It's the last game, right? Yeah, the last one, and uh, I think uh, they, the, the Pana family is going to continue to do uh, other types of events, but this will be the last Wally Pana Classic. It's amazing. Uh, it's got to be. It's got to be almost twenty years between what, almost fifteen, twenty years of this classic, right? Yeah, 
I mean, it, it, and it's been amazing. Like I said, it was great in New Orleans because it, uh, fans got a chance to see the Tigers play. In a lot of cases, they'd maybe play a local team, whether it be Tulane, UNO, maybe bring in, a, again, uh, a Louisiana Lafayette, or I, I can't even remember where playing Louisiana Tech. But it's always been a really good game for, for folks to get a chance to be able to see it in New Orleans. Uh, unfortunately, again, there's just no place for them to play now. Well, at the end, at the end of the day, when you, when you ask a team to participate in it, how much does it cost to rent Zephyr? Mm-hmm. You know, and at the end of the night, once uh, you pay the teams, travel, and, of course, LSU's giving up a home game, which helps pay the bills. Um, you know, what is left for the Pana Foundation? I don't know what they've cleared from those games at the end of the night. I, I don't right. know. Uh, but I know one right. thing, uh, a hamburger, uh, 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 a popcorn, and a water at Ox Box is going to run you about 30 bucks. So <laughs> um, it, it's like uh, concessions at Disney at, at Alex Box now. <laughs> I hear you. Well, it's a shame that it's, that it's ending because it's, it, they've done a lot for charitable organizations uh, here in, in New Orleans and in Baton Rouge. And, of course, no again, uh, uh, they, they've done a, a really good job of, uh, of, uh, of putting that, that classic on. With that said, losing the series to Arkansas, what's next for, for LSU? Well, like I said, uh, you, you, they've already beat the Cajuns once early in the season, right? So this is the second game. So we'll we'll see how this uh, plays out here, and and then um, got Missouri. Yep. And so, but uh, we'll see what uh, has a bigger attendance on Saturday, the spring game or or, or, or the, the baseball game. On the baseball game. With that said, let's let's shift to football. Corey Kiner yesterday entered the transfer portal. He's transferring back to Ohio to Cincinnati. Mike, I said this on the, on the show yesterday. If you get to the point now where you're in spring practice and you transfer, go on the transfer portal, you at that point have made the decision either I don't like the coaching staff or the scheme or I look in front of me and I realize I got no shot of getting on the playing field. Right. And uh, John Emery just seems to be a, a, an injury that he'll recover from quickly. Uh, Noah Kane will arrive in the summer. What we've seen out of Armani Goodwin so far looks very promising. And uh, Williams, I mean, you, you, you've got a whole group of backs there. Um, and so uh, I think he probably wanted to get back home. And, and I wonder if Mike Denbrock uh, uh, didn't make a call and highly recommend the kid. He looked like look, he had a little bit of a wiggle to him. And I thought that he could be a pretty good SEC back you know, in the right circumstances. But it is what it is. Look. The problem with the situation with the transfer portal is there's not enough schools for the kids to go around. And then the other thing is, again, if you're not up for competition, every single year, you, again, there's a signee that's coming in to take your job. So you better be, again, prepared to be able to fight for your position on the team or, again, be, be prepared to be able to, uh, to play elsewhere. In some cases, that might be in, in a lower classification. Well, and here's the thing on Corey Connor. He's, uh, when you want to talk about one of the superb kids, in recent recruiting classes, he's a grade A human being. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he was. Uh, so there was no issues. He's got great grades. He's a so that there's no issues there. I, I just think uh, the number of running backs in the system and maybe wanting to get close to home. I, I think that was all that it was. Mike, uh, talk a little bit about the spring game. It's going to be offense versus defense format this year. A lot of that has to do, and and I I had to tell this to a couple of LSU fans within the last week, is because they just don't have the numbers that you've had in the past, right? Otherwise, it wouldn't be this format. But with this format, talk a little bit about what you like about it and what you don't. 
Well, uh, we're going to get Coach Kelly Thursday night, and and he said that we might have gotten that last week that we would get something. We haven't received that yet, so maybe he's just going to tell us Thursday night after practice. You know, uh, I guess the main question is, is it going to be ones versus ones? Is it ones versus twos? Um, look, spring games are as boring as it gets, period. Um, so I, whether this is just as boring or, or even more boring, I don't know. Uh, but I can't ever recall a spring game that didn't almost put me to sleep. So um, hopefully uh, we get some ones versus ones. And maybe we'll find out that actually offense versus defense is more entertaining than spring game. Right. <laughs> well, hopefully so. What are you looking for in this spring game uh, this this particular year with, again, the, all the change we see, new coaching staff, new system, et cetera? What are you looking for? Well, I'm, I'm curious to see how this uh, cornerback group fares against LSU's receivers. And hopefully, like I said, it, is it ones versus ones? <laughs> I think – you, you can't. You're not going to be able to avoid that just because of the numbers, and so I want to see how well they look. Because to me, that's the biggest concern on the defensive side of the ball. Um, and despite not, you know, being able to hit the quarterback, I want to see what kind of pressure they get off the edge. Um, you know, you're going to have a different punter uh, uh, show up uh, in, in, in the summer as well as Nathan Dybert, the kicker. I think some of the special teams specialists that we've seen so far have been kind of spotty uh, in, in the little bits we've seen. Um, and then, you know, the quarterback spot, I don't know if you're necessarily going to be able to walk away from it at the end of the day and say, oh, this guy's definitely number one. Um, but you've got a May 1st deadline to get in the portal if you want to be eligible at a different school. And so – you know, I, I I I don't see Miles Brennan going anywhere. Right. There's some rumors out there that maybe Jay Daniels might be a leader by a hair uh-huh. right now for the number one spot. So what does Garrett Nussmeyer do in in the in the week or so after the the, the spring game's over with? Mike, the LSU got some good news today. They they picked up a cornerback from Ohio State. Talk about it. Yeah, uh, two years of eligibility left, and and. Uh, this is a kid. I've actually had the story on seven banks sitting in my admin for over two uh, two weeks, just mm-hmm. wondering when it was going to happen. And we talked about it on every show, and uh, he ended up doing it this morning. So um, you're talking about a kid who played a lot of football, 6'1", 200 pounds, had a hip injury. Um, and, you know, talking about that corner spot, uh, that's a position they desperately need. And I wonder yes. even, even if beyond him that um, – where they maybe even take another corner uh, with a mm-hmm. few of the spots they have left. Um, a- anybody on the radar? Be... No, not, no, I don't have a name yet. Okay. But it wouldn't surprise me. That's what, the 30th commitment now so far? Right up in I there? I think that's right. I think that's yeah, right. I think I, I think I read that earlier today. It was it was their thirtieth commitment, but this is a big one because they they needed help at corner, and this is a guy with experience that's coming from a really good program. Yeah, um, but I can also flip that around and say, well, why did he leave Ohio State? Why didn't Ryan Day make room for him on the roster? Mm-hmm. You know, the kid thought he was going to the NFL and he, he he wasn't healthy. I know he came for a visit and LSU doctors looked him over and gave and cleared him. Um, look, I, I just 
Look, it's that time of the year, and, and we, we we've seen some uh, some unbelievable uh, play out of transfers into the program. Right. I wonder how many of the ones that LSU's gotten are going to be hits, and how many of them are going to be misses. They're not right. all going to be hits. Wilson Alexander uh, tweeted out earlier today that it's 15 transfers and there's two more spots available. He thinks tight end, offensive lineman. What do you think? Um, that could be it. Uh, I think tight end is a definite. Um, but if there was a big-time corner out there, I-, I wonder if they would take that over an offensive lineman. Mike, you mentioned this as we started the show today. Big weekend for recruits that are going to be at this spring game. Some names out there that you want to drop. Yeah, I mean, look, everybody knows about the two official visitors. Uh, Dante Moore, who's arguably a five-star quarterback, uh, is going to be in for, for an official visit. And his good friend, uh, the wide receiver, Carnell Tate from uh, IMG Academy, Bradenton, Florida, those two will be in for official visits. And uh, those kids coming in got uh, folks at Notre Dame and, and other schools real nervous. Uh, that LSU might sneak in and get that hotshot quarterback uh, from Detroit. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, he sure does look like the guy that LSU's uh, focused in on to be their guy right now. And these are 2023 signees, right? Yeah, uh, the, the, both of your official visitors are 2023s. Um, so, and there's a, there's many more kids coming in. Um, you know, and look, they're also fighting kids that got prom this weekend. Mm-hmm. So. Um, we're seeing some guys that will actually be on campus Thursday, come, some that are coming Friday. So not necessarily guys that will be there for the spring game on Saturday. But, um, I, uh, for instance, Trey Holly, the running back from Union Parish uh, in North Louisiana, is coming mm-hmm. in Friday for a visit. And uh, it's an unofficial visit. And uh, he'll be at uh, Brian Kelly's new house for some sort of event. Mm, interesting. Mike, uh, as always, appreciate your time. Appreciate the knowledge you bring each and every week to our program. Uh, let the folks know about how they can subscribe to Tiger Bait and all the things that you got going on now with Tiger Bait. That's it. Go to TigerBait.com. Try us out for $1. And on the back end, choose the annual package. You save money. When you do that, you're essentially getting three months free versus uh, doing the monthly, which is a little bit more expensive. And uh, we'd love to have you if you're an LSU fan as a part of our uh, TigerBait.com community. Mike, always a pleasure, my man. Enjoy the week, and uh, we'll talk to you next week and uh, hopefully talk about a great spring uh, game. All right, Eric. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. Mike, that's Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. By the way, you know, I mentioned LSU, and uh, I was watching. I can't remember which program I was watching the other day. Uh, I think it might have been fourth down on four, and I think Doug Mouton might have had this. Uh, I think they're, they're uh, uh, when you look at right now, um, they're 22 in, in Division One baseball poll. They're 23rd in, in the coaches poll. They're 24th in the perfect game poll. They're 24th. Uh, they're not rated this week in, in, in basketball in baseball America, but they're 17th collegiate baseball. So they're still in a position. They're going to get into postseason, and obviously they can still make a little bit more hay here now uh, with again still what's left in the SEC um, schedule and also into the SEC tournament. The, the question is going to be. Will they be able to host, a, uh, uh, again, a regional uh, at, at, at the box? That's going to be the question. Are they going to be traveling? Um, again, they dropped, out of, uh, they dropped significantly in the polls this week after getting swept uh, by Arkansas over the weekend. 
Uh, there's still a lot of baseball left to be played, so that's good news there. Tulane's also in a really good position right now, uh, uh, as well as UNO if they win the Southland. Southland's juggled up. A lot of teams, again, uh, vying for that uh, top spot. They're, they're a one-bid league in, in terms of the Southland this year. Uh, but, again, um, uh, some really good baseball. Louisiana Tech's playing good baseball right now. Really good baseball being played here in Louisiana, as always. All right, don't forget about Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating, acpromise.com, acpromise.com. Uh, if your AC breaks down and you need help, whether, again, it is, you know, it, where we have nice spring weather today or on the dog days of summer, whether, again, it's uh, after hours or, again, during, during the um, working hours, Burkhardt is there for you. 15 trucks in the field, 30-minute courtesy call, Nate certified technicians, only doing the work that's necessary. And, yes, folks, again, standing behind their work, uh, trustworthy. Uh, and, of course, uh, those technicians uh, doing the uh, continuing education on the second floor of the Burkhardt uh, compound, which is a classroom, to keep them up to date on the latest when it comes to air conditioning systems. Uh, so it's ever-changing in terms, of, in terms of the technology, and the guys at Burkhart are staying up on it. So looking for a company of trust that's knowledgeable, that's honest, uh, and that'll be there when, when, when you need them, that'll give you that 30-minute courtesy call so you have to stay home all day waiting on the AC guy to show up, which, again, is uber-frustrating, right? It's Burkhart. acpromise.com, acpromise.com. We'll be right back. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. This report is paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. April is National Donate Life Month. People everywhere are helping others by signing up as organ donors. Every 84 minutes, someone dies waiting for a transplant. You can make a difference. Learn more and sign up at organdonor.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Delays remain heavy if you're traveling eastbound along the West Bank Expressway, the Crescent City Connection, and the Pontchartrain Expressway from Stumpf Boulevard to the Claiborne Earhart Exit. Look out for delays if you're traveling westbound along the Pontchartrain Expressway from the Claiborne Earhart Exit to the St. Charles Carondelet Exit. Westbound, you're traveling along the West Bank Expressway. Delays are steady from just past Ames Boulevard to Avondale. Look out for delays on 10 westbound from City Park to the airport. Also look out for backups that are steady if you're traveling 10 eastbound from just past City Park to the high rise. On the 610 on the westbound side, delays are steady from just before Canal Boulevard to the 10610 merge and on the eastbound side from St. Bernard to the 10610 merge. And in the meantime, look out for a fender bender two lane at South Claiborne. I'm at Robinson Broadcasting from the Attorney Mike Bradner Traffic Center. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating. Proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. On the East Bank and West Bank, from the lake to the Gulf, the men and women of the Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Office keep our parish safe. Some are on the beat, others behind the scenes, ensuring the safety of our community. JPSO is now looking for correctional officers and 911 dispatchers. Your community's calling. Answer the call. Visit JPSOjobs.com for the complete benefits package and salary. Bienvenue on Hickory. 
467 Hickory Avenue. Open seven days a week, offering a creative menu of all your New Orleans favorites. Fresh Louisiana seafood, great sandwiches, soups, salads, daily specials, and a Sunday brunch. Contemporary Creole cuisine, great southern dishes. Check out our menu online at bienvenueharahan.com. Dine indoors or outdoors? Place your order or inquire about catering at 504-305-4792. That's Bienvenue on Hickory, 467 Hickory Avenue in Harahan. Sportsbeat is the place to watch your favorite team. Come check out all the games, including the NBA, college basketball, and baseball on 20 TVs. Open seven days, 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. Happy hour, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Great menu featuring two, count them, two steak nights. Wednesday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice filets. Friday night, 6 p.m. till $10 choice ribeyes. Private room available. Sportsbeat is located at 3330 Ridge Lake at 16th Street behind Wendy's on Causeway. Sportsbeat Pub and Cafe, home of fantastic cocktails, large beer selection, delicious food, friendly staff, and all the sports you can handle are you ready for the stifling new orleans heat this year take it from me eric asher when it comes to getting my ac ready each and every year there's no one i trust more than my friends at burkhardt air conditioning and eating with 30 years in the business they really know what they're doing and they can work on any ac system on the market burkhardt gets your system running right they can find and fix the problems before you really need that ac this year schedule your tune-up now with burkhardt at acpromise.com acpromise.com and tell them eric sent you so you're sitting in traffic on I-10, tired of your long work day, and you're dreading cooking dinner for the family. So where's the place you should think of? Oceana Grill. And get ready to indulge your palate with the flavor it deserves. From blackened bayou duck to our signature barbecue shrimp, we know how to get you asking for more. Whether it's sitting outside or in our courtyard or kicking back at one of our indoor, unique, vibrant dining rooms, Oceana can make you feel right at home with our friendly staff and our naturally New Orleans cuisine. Oceana Grill, 739 Conti, in the heart of the fun, 8 a.m. to 1 a.m. daily. We know what you're missing in your kitchen. Oceana Welcome back to Inside New Orleans. Eric Asher with you until 6 o'clock this afternoon. Don't forget about the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports this week. Jordy Collada joins us on the show. Uh, that's Thursday and Friday of this week, uh, also on Saturday afternoon and Saturday morning. So, again, make sure you check that out. And joining us on the program now, who's become a weekly contributor for us because his knowledge is just second to none. He's done a great job, again, first of all, anchoring the Locked on Saints podcast, now part of Saints Wire, which, again, folks, uh, I have had for years now. Uh, I get it emailed right to my email box, plus I have it uh, locked in on my Facebook account as well. So, again, I am getting a lot of great articles from um, uh, Siegler and, of course, Matty Hudak and, of course, our guest right now, Ross Jackson, uh, who joins us on the program. Ross, how are you? Hey, buddy, doing just fine. Uh, always glad to be here with you. Appreciate you having me back. Hope you're doing well. Doing well, doing great. Look, before we get started, tell, well, let's take a couple seconds to let folks know about your podcast, but also what you're doing with Saints Wire, which I think has really given you kind of a chance to expand yourself in terms of, again, uh, getting out there and writing a lot about what's going on with the Saints. Yeah, absolutely. Look, it, it's been a really incredible uh, opportunity to be able to jump in and join that team over at uh, Saints Wire. You mentioned uh, John Sigler, Matty Hudak, a big part of all of that, as well as uh, Cade Kistner and Dylan Sanders. And so it's just a great team of folks over there that are making sure that we're covering everything going on with the New Orleans Saints and not only taking a look at, you know, this isn't a situation to where we're writing things that are game recaps or, you know, season previews or position reviews only and things like that. We're going in depth. I mean, 
you know, we've done a really good job at outlining the types of prototypes, for instance, that the New Orleans Saints might be looking at at wide receiver in this year's draft, the players that best match that same thing for safeties. I'm going to be running down all of the trends and tendencies, everything from conference that the school has drafted from most to combine and um, senior bowl attending to, you know, combine numbers that are uh, ones that really stand out for the New Orleans Saints. So really great stuff over there, just in terms of a really comprehensive coverage of the team on a daily basis with several articles coming out every day. And with the Locked On Saints podcast, all of that, but, you know, with my voice. <laughs> and if you're watching it on YouTube, with my face as well. And so sure. you know, a really great opportunity to be able to connect with everybody and uh, make sure that we're delivering, uh, you know, news information analysis at a top-notch level that, uh, you know, keeps you up to date with uh, your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints. So very grateful to be and it's a great, And it's a great expansion now. of your brand as well, which, again, yeah. as many things as you can get involved in to get your brand out there, the better. And I think you've done the, done a great job with that. First with the podcast, and now going into the into the printed word as well, uh, and some some really good articles that, that that you're really putting out over at Saints Wire. And we 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 appreciate your time on our program. Hey, always always a pleasure to be here with you guys. I appreciate it. Let's uh, let's start off with let's talk a little draft here, okay? I mean, look, so much talk about again where the Saints are going to go, but let's talk wide receiver first. Uh, as you look at the wide receivers, and let's let's not just concentrate on the first round, but let's concentrate on on, on let's let's say first round, and then maybe the possibility of picking up a second wide receiver in day two or day three, the best fit for the Saints in the first round, who knew you may be there, and then as we look down the the the, um, uh, the draft board a bit, who may be some guys that again the Saints can pick up that can, that can still be maybe maybe not an instant impact, but still be an impact on this team at the wide receiver position. I think they need. Need, um, a tremendous amount of influx of weapons, both again mm-hmm. veteran and and rookie weapons. And look, they're set up in this draft to be able to do just that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they have such a good opportunity here to be able to go twice at wide receiver during this draft, and maybe even look to bring in another veteran after the draft just to continue to you know be that you know, create that influx of a veteran presence in the room along with the return of Michael Thomas that's slated for 2022. So the guys that are probably the best fits for the New Orleans Saints, I think the overall best fit right at the top of the draft, either 16 or 19, is Ohio State wide receiver Chris Olave. Uh, you know, look, the Saints are looking to return Michael Thomas, and so when you have somebody that's going to play your traditional split-end X receiver that's going to run a full route tree, you want to go and grab somebody that's going to run a complementary route tree, but then that also has the ability to step into a larger role if necessary, depending upon the potential of a re-injury for Michael Thomas and this injury that's kind of kept him on the sidelines for a year and a half. And I think Chris Olave does that for you. Uh, he's somebody that is a premier route runner, probably the best route runner in this class, He's not fantastic after the catch, but that's okay. Uh, he's somebody that still has a ton of speed, so if he creates separation and he's able to get a defense behind him, no one's catching him once he gets past. So I really like what Chris Olave could potentially bring to this team right at the top of the draft. Another player to watch would be Traylon Burks, the wide receiver out of mm-hmm. Arkansas. 6'3", 225 pounds, 4'5", speed. He does a really good job at stacking. He needs to clean up route running a little bit, but he's still somebody that can win at the catch point for you, so he can be a red zone threat in addition to being somebody that can be a field stretcher. And, yeah, he ran a little bit slower than people anticipated at the combine, but you know what? You can see it on the tape that when he gets – that when defenders are behind him, they're not catching up to him. 
So I think that he would be another one that would be a really interesting option because mm-hmm. he gives you that split end X receiver size at six foot two, two twenty six excuse me, six foot three, two twenty five, mm-hmm. which matches and exceeds the Saints thresholds that they usually look for at wide receiver, which are right around two hundred and ten pounds, right around six foot, six foot one. And so he's beyond all of that, along with some other later round, maybe day two guys to watch, which would be like George Pickens out of Georgia. Um, okay. Christian Watson, the wide receiver out of North Dakota State University. And then even later on in the draft, one prospect I really, really want to keep an eye out on in either the third, fourth, fifth round, somewhere in that middle round, early day two, late, excuse me, early, early day three, late day two, is Velas Jones Jr., the wide receiver out of Tennessee. Now, mm-hmm. the Saints just brought in and revamped a bunch of their coaching staff. And one of the moves that they made is that they moved on from Coach Curtis Johnson, who was their longtime right. wide receiver coach. And they brought in a young guy by the name of Cody Burns who was the uh, wide receiver coach for Auburn a couple years ago when Mm -hmm. he helped to train up guys like Darius Slayton and Anthony Schwartz, but then he turned them into draftable prospects. And then last year, he was with the University of Tennessee Knoxville and helped to turn uh, both Cedric Tillman as well as Bellis Jones Jr. right around and turned Bellis Jones Jr. into a 1,000-yard receiver last year, turned Cedric Tillman into a 12-touchdown, 1,000-yard receiver last year. He's done wonders, and Bellis Jones Jr. is somebody that brings you some returnability, that brings you a slot option, which you can go ahead and grab an outside guy early and come back to the slot a little bit later, and already has the relationship with the Saints' new wide receiver coach, which is something I would pay very close attention to in this draft. Talk about the two Alabama receivers, Jamison Williams and John Meachie III, and, and, and their fit, possible fit with the Saints as well. Yeah, Jamison Williams is certainly one that, you know, you can see the value right off the bat. He kind of gives you the same thing as I kind of just that I was kind of talking about with Chris Olave, but more run after catch ability as well. So he's one of these guys that can, you know, get open and, and create separation with his long speed, which he expects to retain, even though he had that ACL injury in the national championship game. He's reportedly ahead of schedule in his recovery for that for guys like um, you know, a couple of uh, insiders and things like that that have talked all about that. And so, you know, he gives you that long speed, but he also is somebody that can turn, you know, a seven yard slant into a 75 yard touchdown, right? So he's one of these guys that you just really, you want to get the ball in his hands. The, the big thing will be how quickly can he get back out onto the field and is it worth investing a first round pick for mm-hmm. that, right? If he's somebody that is going to miss four to six games early on in the season, then that's fine. But if he's somebody that could potentially miss the entire entirety of the 2022 season, the Saints feel like they can compete right now. And so yeah. going for a guy like Jamison Williams, may they may have a little bit of – it might give them a little bit of pause if he's not yeah, able to get out in 2022. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about Michi? And then you could – yeah, Michi you, could, you can circle back to in the second day. Um, he is a little bit more of a verse route runner than he is a speed guy, but he can still get mm-hmm. open deep and he can still win – uh, in contested catch situations. He's not going to be a speed demon the way that Jamison Williams and Chris Olave yes. and even Garrett Wilson, the other receiver out of Ohio State, ran the four threes. Mm-hmm. But he is somebody that can be a little bit more technical for you. Kind of a, a couple years ago, there was the um, Jerry Judy and Henry Ruggs conversation. And Henry Ruggs yeah. was more of the speed demon, while Jerry Judy was a little bit more of the the meticulous route runner, and I think John Meachie probably fits a little bit more in the Jerry Judy lens. Not as not as polished as Jerry Judy was coming into the NFL, but can get there and would follow that track a little bit more than the speedy field stretching deep threat track. Let's take the offensive tackle position at either sixteen or nineteen, and then maybe what we're hearing a possibility of maybe packaging some picks and maybe moving up. Best player, best fit for what they need at left tackle here in New Orleans. 
My favorite fit for the Saints, and it would probably require them maybe packaging 19 and let's say 98 or 19 and 120 to be able to get up maybe with the Minnesota Vikings at 12. They might have to move up a little bit. They may even have to go into the top 10, which would cost them that 16th pick. But if they really want to go and grab an immediate plug-and-play offensive tackle, my favorite fit for them is Charles Cross out of Mississippi State. I know that he played in that Mike Leach offense, that air raid offense, which is hard to project to the NFL. But the thing that I like most about him is that when he joined Mississippi State before Leach was there, he was effectively in a triple option offense, a very run-heavy offense, an offense that only passed the ball around 43% of the time. Then he made a transition over the course of the 2020 season, which, remember, was also the COVID season. So there wasn't really much opportunity for him to get a lot of work in. Transitioned over the course of that offseason in you know unprecedented circumstances into a Mike Leach air raid 80% passing offense, uh, which was pretty spectacular. And he was able to do that really, really well. So he's a pure pass set guy, but I think he's going to be able to translate to the run game just fine. He packs the athleticism as the New Orleans Saints really like in the zone run mm-hmm. team that they run with guys like Alvin Kamara and potentially you know maybe some new faces in the running back room as well. Uh, but even with Mark Ingram, they like to run that. So I, I like Charles Cross there. The other two guys that continuously come up for New Orleans, basically in terms of meeting size thresholds and agility thresholds, are um, Bernard Raymond out of Central Michigan, as well as Northern Iowa's Trevor Penning. I lean a little bit more to Trevor Penning, and the reason why is that both of these guys need some development. They need some time. But Trevor Penning has more development potential ahead of him at 22 years old than a guy like Bernard Raymond has at 24 years old, who's almost sort of at that point to where he's going to be what he's going to be. And it doesn't help that Raymond got started two years later or only two years ago at offensive Mm -hmm. tackle as he transitioned from tight end to offensive tackle his sophomore or junior year. And so he had a late start at the position and doesn't really have a lot of the headroom left in terms of his development like Trevor Penning does, who already brings you a really, really good um, combination, a unique combination of size at six foot seven, 320 plus pounds, and then also gives you uh, along with that really, really fantastic strength, one of the strongest offensive linemen in this class, and good leverage as well. He's a mm-hmm. very flexible player. He could work to stay low a little bit more, but he can get low, and he wins when he does that. I like the mean streak, and that's the thing that, yeah. again, that's been brought up about him over and over again. Uh, the, the Saints lack that on that offensive line, uh, that that, does that that mean streak uh, guy that's out there, and, and I think they could bring that now. Are both those guys guys that, again, would have to sit a little while, or are they plug-and-play? I think Penning is probably more plug-and-play than Raymond is. If the Saints end up in a situation, though, to where they feel like they have to put them on ice for a little while, they're not hanging out to dry because they have a guy like James Hurst that could sure. step into either left or right tackle role, and then if they want to move Ryan Ramchick to left tackle, then they can do that. So they have some options if that does happen. So it wouldn't be the end of the world. They're not hung out to dry if that's the case. But I think Penning is a little bit more NFL-ready than Raymond would be in terms of a week one starter. You know, and Ross, you and I have talked about this. I'm more in favor of a veteran safety than going the rookie route. But mm-hmm. let's say they go the rookie route. Uh, whether, again, that's in the first round or the second round, or the, the, depending on, again, who's going to be there. Who do you like that can play that free safety that's got great range, like a Marcus Williams, but maybe, again, a much better tackler, which was, again, the Achilles heel for, for Williams and probably one of the reasons why he's not here anymore? Yeah, very well could be. Um, I, I, I would probably say that in the first round, the only safety I really feel comfortable with in the first round in terms of what New Orleans is looking for would be a dropping or a falling Kyle Hamilton. If he slides for any reason, it's going to be very Mm -hmm. hard to pass up on him. He is, without a doubt, and to many, the best player 
in this draft. Yeah, he ran a 4.6. Yeah, he ran a 4.7. But if you're able to slide him into the box and play Marcus May at free safety, who has shown that he okay. can do that, he just didn't do it last year in uh, Robert mm-hmm. Sala's defense, then that puts you in a really good situation because then you have a six foot four, 220-pound lurker that's playing some of these underneath patterns. Now, that's a bit of a pipe dream, right, to expect Kyle Hamilton to fall that far or to fall within range of New Orleans. Sure. But we've seen things happen, right? Marshawn Lattimore wasn't supposed to be there either. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, if, if they can't get a guy like Kyle Hamilton, a couple of really good fits would be guys like Jaquan Brisker, who's going to come out of Penn State. He's a little bit more of a split safety guy. He can play in the box. He can play deep and on his own as well, but would really be maximized by splitting the field with Marcus May, for instance, in zone coverage. There's another guy, Jalen Petrie, who plays a little bit more out of Baylor, very athletic. All those secondary players out of Baylor, extremely athletic, would probably slip into the Malcolm Jenkins role more purely over there. And then one other guy to keep an eye out on who doesn't really get talked about a lot is Kirby Joseph, the safety out of Illinois, who is probably Uh the best ball hawk in this draft. And so for me, if you're looking for somebody that can maybe help you flip the field, you're looking for somebody that can create turnovers, that'll make plays on the ball, that can be a bit of a, a playmaker for you, then, and you're looking for some ball production, Kirby Joseph could be an underrated name that not a lot of folks talk about, but could come in and help the Saints in that situation. All right. We know the other, the other need is, is really running back, and it doesn't look like they're going to fill that with a veteran. So, again, it looks like they may go with the rookie class. A guy that has the ability to run inside, can catch the ball at the backfield, that, again, is apt at, at, at blocking for, for, for the, to protect the quarterback, and a guy that can, that, can, that can coexist with Alvin Kamara in the backfield. I, I just gave you the parameters. Who's that guy? And it's got to be somebody that's going to be day two, day three. Yeah, absolutely. You're not looking for a round one running back in this situation. I, I highly doubt there will be a round one running back in this class. Uh, Brees Hall would be the only one. Maybe Kenneth Walker could get there, but they would be very much surprise picks. But we saw it happen with Clyde Edwards-Alaire not too long ago, too. So the three running backs that I think fit that criteria best are Georgia's James Cook, Arizona okay. State's Rashad White, and uh, mm-hmm. South Carolina's Zacadre White. So the thing about Zacadre is that he's a really, really fantastic pass blocker i mean he is at six foot 215 pounds he's about the size of alvin Kamara, but he is a phenomenal pass blocker that's one of the reasons why i like him as well because you can also take him and line him up out wide he's used to running routes from the slot Mm -hmm. over in south carolina so that's one of those things that i think intermingles really well with alvin Kamara, but also helps you replace some of his playbook if alvin Kamara is not available and he's a four-year guy right you say again he's a four-year guy yeah, and he's a four-year guy, which is something that right. you really like. But he doesn't have a ton of mm-hmm. wear and tear either, which is okay. really important. And that's the thing okay. for the New Orleans Saints. Since Jeff Ireland has been in New Orleans, the Saints haven't drafted a running back that has had more than 348 career carries. They've only drafted mm-hmm. one, Alvin Kamara, that's averaged over 100 carries per year. The only two running backs in this year's class that get close to that threshold, aside from uh, the cadre, are um, James White out of, out of uh, Georgia, who averaged mm-hmm. around about 57 carries per uh, year of his college career. And then Rashad White's just a little bit above it at about 112 carries per year, but averaged over six yards per carry as well. So the Saints like explosive, strong running backs in both James White, excuse me, uh, James Cook and um, uh, uh, Rashad White. Zakaji White? Both of those boxes. Yeah, both of those guys check those boxes for sure Mm -hmm. and give you not a lot of wear and tear, which is really important to the New Orleans Saints. Where can you get those guys in the draft? Where do you think they, they fall? Those are probably, I would say, third, fourth round guys. You might be able to grab them at pick 98, but you may be able to mm-hmm. hang around. The Saints right there 
uh, come up again at 120. Maybe you can trade up in the fourth round if you want to make right. sure, right? That's what the Saints did with Alvin Kamara. They traded up to 69, mm-hmm. I believe, to grab him. So I think yes. that with this class of running backs, you're going to see guys like Brees Hall, Kenneth Walker, Isaiah Spiller kind of start to come off the board first. Maybe once mm-hmm. those three guys are off the board, you can start to make a move. But even if you miss out on them, you know, there are guys like Damian Pierce who are going to be up there. Zamir White's going to be up there as well. So there's some really, really fantastic options all throughout this draft that may take a team that are looking for more experienced rushers like a Tyler, Tyler Agier from Penn State, for instance, right. who has a lot of wear and tear, so the Saints would stay away from him. But other teams may be looking for a guy that can come in and immediately be a bell cow, and he checks that box. So that sort of helps you be able to sit back and say third, fourth, fifth round, you could look yep. for a running back in those situations. No doubt. Just a plethora of knowledge as well. All, all, each and every week he comes on the program. Ross, thanks so much for the time. Got about 30 seconds. Let the folks know about the podcast, also Saints Wire, and how folks can follow you on social media. Absolutely. Hey, always a pleasure to be here with you. Thanks again, as always, for having me on. You can follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, NOLA, N-O-L-A, Locked on Saints Podcast. is available for you every single Monday through Friday, wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. And you can follow all of the written work over at saintswire.usatoday.com. Eric, always a pleasure, buddy. Thanks for having me. Oh, I appreciate the time. You know, really, really great job as always, my man. Thanks for being with us. Thanks, bud. Ross Jackson, again, Locked on Saints Podcast, also Saints Wire. We'll be right back. Hi, Eric Ash with Celebrity Chef Scott Craig of Katie. Scott, you have to be excited about Katie's expanded second floor seating and private dining rooms. Yeah, but how about my vast local sports knowledge? You know sports, but shouldn't we be talking about your award-winning Sunday brunch? I'd rather talk about the Saints and the Pels. How about your award-winning pizza or daily specials? How about them Saints? I admit you have a great take on local sports, but what about Katie's award-winning menu? Okay, folks, I invite you to dine at Katie's. Eric and I don't have to brag about the food at Katie's. The food speaks for itself. Katie's open seven days a week in the heart of Mid-City at 3701 Oppenheim. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we do it all. Whether it's a simple oil change, wheel alignment, preventive maintenance, brake repair, installation of a custom exhaust or suspension system. If you need repairs on climate control systems, cooling systems, electronic or electrical systems, we are the experts. At Southern Tire Auto Works, we are truly your one-stop shop for all your automotive needs. Hickory and Airline in Mentory open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. till 6 p.m. Saturday from 8 a.m. till 3 p.m. Give us a call now at 504-737-1558 to schedule an appointment or go to southerntire.com and check out all the services we provide to our customers. Hi, Eric Asher. I'm here with my good friend Mike Delahousie of the TikTok Cafe. Hey, Eric, 17 years later, we're still open 24-7. Yeah, your sign ought to read, sorry, we're open. Come on, man, 24 hours a day? You know how tough that is? That's a real service to the community. Yeah, the Poison Control Center is open 24 hours, too. Uh, the TikTok Cafe, where the gluten is always free, intersection of I-10 and Causeway, also known as the intersection of salmonella and high cholesterol. This is Eric Asher. Have you noticed that it's more and more common these days that products are hard to find or even sold out? Well, I'm here to tell you that air conditioning equipment doesn't have to be one of those things. The folks at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating take your comfort seriously, and that means they keep the product on hand so when your AC breaks, they got a replacement ready. So never wait. Never worry. When you need help, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. Contractors, tired of the runaround when you need an insurance quote? At Dave Miata Insurance, we are an independent insurance agency, so we make it easy to get that quote for your next job. We offer general liability, workman's comp, automobile and property insurance, and we will search over 50 insurance companies to get the right policy at the best price. Call, click, or come in for a quote today at 504-556-0809 or DaveMiatInsAgency.com. 
I'm Joel Clark, a SelectQuote agent, with a true story that could save you hundreds of dollars a year. A woman named Linda just called. Her husband, Ray, has a group life insurance policy, but is changing jobs and he can't take it with him. Well, I went to work and found Ray, who's 40 and takes medication to control his high blood pressure, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for only $19 a month. That's way more coverage for a lot less than what he was paying. If SelectQuote didn't shop for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For your free quote and to find out how much you can save, call 1-800-885-9500. That's 1-800-885-9500. 1-800-885-9500. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop, you save. Get full details on the example policies at selectquote.com commercials. Your premium could vary depending on your health, issuing company, and other factors. Not available in all states. This Saturday, April 23rd, grab your family and friends and head on down to the Shrine on Airline for NOLA Gold Rugby. NOLA Gold Rugby. The fun starts at 5 p.m. with a band and crawfish boil on the concourse. Then second line to your seat for a 7 o'clock kickoff. 7 o'clock kickoff. Stick around for post-game fireworks and player meet and greet. It's not just a game, but a true experience. Get tickets today at nolagoldrugby.com. nolagoldrugby.com. All right, folks, that's it for me. Thanks so much for tuning in. As always, podcast will be up about 20 minutes after the program ends. Thanks to Ross Jackson. Also to um, Mike Scarborough for joining us in the program. Uh, thanks to our sponsor, sponsor our program. Go to ericasher.com for a slide to the sponsor, sponsor our program. Please support those sponsors. We appreciate that very much. And as always, thanks so much for listening to the show. Uh, also want to thank Rudy back in studio. Don't forget uh, Jordy Collada joins me in the award-winning Inside New Orleans Sports. And, of course, tomorrow we'll do it all over again. Looking forward to having Scott Craig and Sean Vazan on the program. My name is Eric Asher. Have a wonderful evening. See you tomorrow straight up 4 o'clock. Go Pels from the dog catching the governor. They all got to go. Mississippi, New Orleans, Accumula Station, all the music that made country great. Hello, America. This is Garth Brooks. Hi, this is Shirley. And the best of.